Well, someone sounds like they got a, uh, on the wrong side of the bed. Nathan, why is your voice so gravelly? Hello, everyone. Uh, I didn't get off the wrong side of the bed. I got off at the right oh. side of the bed. But uh, but it, it's 6 a.m. here. Yeah. It, it, where, where I am, which is very mm-hmm. different to you, Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Naked Men podcast. Uh, ben, why do I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to podcast with you? Because you're working 9 to 5. What a way to make a living. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you need to find some special time to podcast with me as your greatest pleasure in life. I do, and that special time is 6 a.m. But we, could, we couldn't wait any longer. We, we made a commitment a few weeks ago that we were going to get back on schedule doing these. Yeah, uh, we failed. Yeah, we failed at that. <laughs> but still, now, now that we failed again, I'm going to start putting in effort. Cool. Good. Me, me as well. Not going to lie, I probably wouldn't wake up at six o'clock to do one of these podcasts. But good go on you. Six a.m. for you is because also our clocks went forward, so I lost an hour's sleep as well. Oh shit. Yeah. And but, uh, I'm making this all about me. I want everyone to feel sympathy for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you there's going to right? no, be like nurses and stuff listening who are like, fuck you, I get up at 3 a.m. to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I had to wake up at 5.30. Like, oh, I'd love to wake up at 6. <laughs> I have to wake up at 5.30 so I can move to the next room and sit in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's why my voice is slightly different. My my dogs are still asleep. So is my girlfriend, but I care more about my dogs. Sure. And uh, I want them to get a full night's sleep. Yeah. They need their beauty rest. What? They need their beauty rest. They do. They do very much so. And uh, yeah, but let's talk about the Snyder Cut. Well, actually, there's so yeah. many things that happen. Do we want to do the Snyder Cut first? Yeah. Uh, let's just... Let's have a little rundown of the other shit that happened. Like, uh, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably the biggest thing. It's um, just died. It's got two episodes. What's your impressions of it so far? It's pretty great. It's kind of exactly what I was kind of hoping it to be, which is head towards kind of the way Winter Soldier, the movie, was made, where it's yeah. more like espionage Lots of yeah. action, which is great. Like the first action scene of uh falcon fighting like helicopters was pretty great and mm. uh, so this thing's coming in with like movie level action yeah 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 and... the action has been very good good so far uh, i do I, I really like how much focus they're putting on just like how the characters are like i re i think i may have preferred the first episode to the second because the first episode is in a way, it doesn't really set up much like plot wise, but it's, it pays a lot of attention just on where the characters are, like emotionally. Where where are they? Like uh, Winter Soldier is in, or sorry, Bucky, or the White Wolf, or whatever. He's 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 going to therapy. He doesn't really know his place in life. He's he's had this really hard, eventful life where he was assassin on ice for like seventy, eighty years, and now he's just like, what the fuck do I do? With my life? Like, I've got my freedom. I've got a metal arm. Like, where the hell do I fit in in the world? And with Sam, he's Sam is um, his his family business is like failing. He's got like no money because I guess paying being an Avenger doesn't really pay that well. 
And uh, yeah, so there's, I like that, that they just took an episode to be like, this is where the characters are before they really went too far the action with the, the heavy plot stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely like, and there is a lot of that, particularly with Bucky. And mm. we get, I think we saw it in the trailer or in like just a pre-release scene, but in the second episode, you have that therapy scene. Yeah. Where they're like, because uh, Bucky in the show for spoiler, uh, spoiler talk, sorry if we've ruined anything, but like he has to go to like court mandated therapy, even though he got a presidential pardon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's one bit where he misses that and ends up in prison. And then mm. there's a new Captain America, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, you put heavy quotes in new Captain America. And yeah, uh, yeah and then it's just him and kind of Sam, who they've not seen each other for a long time and they deal with that as well. Yeah, it's that old good reason. Like the first thing that Bucky says is like the reason why Bucky was avoiding Sam for a while. The reason why they went, we went back to him is because he sees someone else with the shield, the shield that Captain America gave the Falcon in the endgame. He kind of gave it up because he felt like, oh, I'm not, I'm not Captain America. This was his shield. And now the US government just found someone new. Yeah, they did. They found a guy called Walker, who, uh, mm. by, all, by all accounts, all we really know about him right now is that he's a great soldier. Um, yeah. We, we can make our own judgments elsewhere of whether he's a good person or not. And that's going to come soon enough. But at the minute, he just seems like a pretty great soldier who's... yeah. Very much on the government side, which is mm. a stick up Sam and Bucky's kind of thing because they're dealing with oh, there's a whole gang of super soldiers and oh shit's just kicking off. Yeah. I think, the, best, I think the, the biggest scene and I don't know if this character comes from the comics, I don't know anything about them, is in the second episode there's Isaiah Walker. No, not Walker. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. was it Walker? I'm not sure. I don't think it was Walker. It was something Isaiah Johnson. Oh, I don't know where I've got that name from. Yeah. But Isaiah, um, who is a super soldier from the past, he's in hiding, yeah. but he's a black super soldier. Yeah, he was technically the first black yeah, Captain America. He was the first. He actually in the comics. He is in the comics. Um, and actually, his son, who you see in the show as well, like only briefly, he plays uh, Patriot. He, he becomes Patriot, who is part of the Young Avengers. Which is actually a really cool, actually, connection. Patriot, who has like half, he's sort of a super soldier himself. He becomes Patriot. And uh, fuck, what was, what was the Wanda's kids called? Billy and Tommy, right? Billy yeah. becomes Wiccan. Basically, they're on a team together called the Young Avengers. Like um, Billy and Patriot together, which is like, an, uh, like a neat little connection. And maybe they're building stuff up because actually also Kate Bishop is going to be in a Hawkeye series so in a weird way all these MCU shows are actually introducing members of the Young, Aven- Young Avengers well I think that's that's where they're going to have to go and it's good to lay the groundwork because like I'm not saying obviously there's there's no time limit on how actors can do in movies like how yeah. long they can play these characters really and uh, but at some point you would presume a lot of these New Avengers, their stories are going to be done. Yeah, so yeah keep that ticking yeah, over. Okay. So moving on to the Young Avengers is going to be a good idea. Although Isaiah is like a seventy-plus-year-old man because he's just been ignored, yeah, ignored for years, and he kind of made reference to things the government had done to him. 
Yeah. Um, but it's quite a powerful scene because oh. right, not we're, we're not we're not obviously going to dive into the politics of this, but like straight after it, Bucky and Sam having an argument in the street. And you ever seen where the police car turn turn up and they immediately assume that Sam, uh, yeah, Anthony the black guy, is the one causing trouble until yeah, yeah. they realise that he's Falcon and then they're like, oh my god, I didn't yeah, even recognise yeah. you. But it's quite like Definitely. a powerful scene. Like I'm really? sure that goes a long way for a lot of kind of uh, like African American people who've probably dealt with that in real life. But sure, it's yeah. quite like a really well done scene that they were it screaming is. in the street at each other. But yeah, these white cops um, immediately assume he was yeah. the one causing trouble, and it, it comes straight after because the re- they don't actually say it, but I also think the reason why uh, Isaiah, the the black suit, black suit Captain America, was sort of uh, in the shadows because he wasn't America's, it wasn't the the flag holder that the, the Steve was was probably because he's black. Like the, the reason why he's not. He's not, it wasn't the Captain America, but it was just it was probably because of the race thing, because obviously in the 50s, the world was incredibly racist. Yeah, definitely. That, that was definitely the direction I was going with. And it was done mm. quite well. Like You could see Isaiah was just, even though Sam was coming to see him, and not uh, Sam, um, Bucky was coming to see him, and they'd fought before they spoke about it. Yeah. Like, it was that thing where he's like, oh, last time I saw you, I took half that arm. Mm. And... Uh, and then he was like, well, get out of my house. I'm not helping you. But I think the, the end of the second episode was really interesting as well because they're off, even though he's in the trailers and you thought, oh, he's the big bad, but maybe he's not because they were like, we're going to have to go see Zemo. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe he's... I, I do... They didn't do Zemo great in, in Civil War, in my opinion. He was... It wasn't really needed. He was really uh, boring. Yeah. But he's a big guy. He's one of Captain America's biggest enemies, really. I don't know a ton about him, but I know people were annoyed by like his interpretation in Civil War. So maybe yeah, this he's got like a bit more time. I think he probably will be revealed to be like the leader of the Flag Smasher guys. That's just mm-hmm. that's a guess, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Like in Civil War, he was basically just he was just a shit stirrer. Like, yeah, but he so, wasn't. You're right. He wasn't needed because you could have come up with a different way for different, Tony yeah. Stark to find out that Bucky killed his parents. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> That's a civil war. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Falcon, I'm looking forward to it. There's four more episodes, uh, mm. there's six of this, and then we move straight on to Loki. So the train yeah. never stops for excellent never, uh... podcast content. Uh, <laughs> before we get into Justice League, let's just quickly touch on another DC one and something that they look like they're getting right because uh, it's James Gunn's Suicide Squad. The trailer dropped at time of recording either yesterday or the night before. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. But what did you think? I thought it was fantastic. It is so weird and in all the right ways. Like it's so, it looks like just funny madness. And that's kind of what exactly what you want from a James Gunn film, from a Suicide Squad film. There's a shit ton of characters. And I think a lot of them aren't going to have that many lines. There's literally, I think, like 15 members in the Suicide Squad. And I'm sure, I think, like, Edris Elba and Harley Quinn, they'll probably be the main people in it. Um, but, I, think, yeah. I think John Cena as well, because Peacemaker's yeah. obviously getting his own show, which yeah, is going to be, true. apparently, it's going to be a prequel to this. So it's not, that's not, like, alluding to what's going to happen in the movie. Yeah. But, you would imagine they're going to give him like a big part because they're investing all this money in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neutrally, he's in it quite a lot. I think 
I think there's going to be like a core five like members of the Suicide Squad, and there's going to be bonus people that are just like floating about. Some someone like like Polka Dot Man. I'm sure he's going to die. I just, you, how many how many deaths of the squad do you reckon is going to be in this film? I think given that it's called like, but then I thought this last time because I was like, oh, it's called Suicide Squad, so so many people are going to die. And then no one died that I remember. Well, one died. The guy who wrote who was shit. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so I would think, given the um, the cast size and the amount of characters that they can just continue to pull from for Suicide Squad, yeah, like I think a a lot. I think half. Yeah, yeah I think at least six. I think at the end like you're going to have John Cena, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney. Yeah. And Shark. Shark. I think the Shark yeah, should yeah, the Shark. Shark voiced by Sliced alone. Yeah, which is brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I reckon the Shark is going to be everyone's favourite character. He's so great. He just puts his hand in hand. <laughs> and then, like, the next scene, he's ripping a dude in half. <laughs> <laughs> I love his first scene, actually, where he just goes, nom, then eat someone. <laughs> It's so great. I love John. Yeah. Hearing John Cena say that he would eat a beach full of dicks if it meant if it meant it was for justice. That's <laughs> funny. It's quite yeah, great because John Cena, like John Cena, is a delight on Twitter. All he does is post like motivational things, mm. like motivational quotes. But like the stuff he's been doing recently, it's been like kid stuff, uh, mm. or he he wrote like a kids book and everything like that. And then he's like. Yeah, he's written like a couple of like young like, kids like stories and then he's here, yeah. and here cool, just man. talk about eating dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Talent. He's doing like John Cena's gonna he's gonna fly under the radar in terms of wrestlers turned movie stars a little bit because of the rock, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um but I think as time goes on, the rock is less and less known as a wrestler. But Oh yeah, sure. he's now he's he's doing some pretty big stuff he's got this he's going to be in fast and furious at some point yeah he's going to be in the next fast and furious yeah he's, he was in bumblebee he was like the bad guy i guess in bumblebee yeah he uh i don't really remember but he yeah he's he's doing well but this trailer it looks awesome it's very it's very guardians-esque which yeah. isn't a surprise given who's directing it it seems like slightly more adult Darker Guardians, in a way. I think that's who the Suicide Squad, the squad are, because you yeah. can't just—it's called the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like you, it's got to be. So you've got to put some levity in there at some point, because it's—it's coming immediately from a place of darkness, given the title, sure, and the name of the, the show. So how do you how do you make people with bombs in their heads unless they do what <laughs> the government wants? Fun. Um, yeah. The answer is obviously get James Gunn. Yeah, uh, it's a great choice. Like, is this, this, this movie is now one of my favorite, absolutely one of my most anticipated movies that's coming out. And it didn't. I was interested because James Gunn, but now I'm like, okay, this this movie is going to be great. I'd be very surprised if this movie is anything less than great. Yeah, I think as long as it's fun, and that seems to be where the DCU should go, uh, mm. which we're going to get into momentarily because. Like one of the best things that it's ever done might not even be canon <laughs> going forward, uh, but hopefully it is. So let's move into the bulk of 
of what we're here for, which is Zack yeah. Snyder's Justice League. It's been out for uh, uh, ten days it? now. Yeah, yeah, days. and um, we just—it took us ten days to watch it. <laughs> much, yeah. It's different the runtime. I'm not really sure how this review is going to play out because we're not going to go through the movie thematically because we'll be here all day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be a Snyder cut of this podcast. If you if you've been kind of avoiding anything and you're listening, if you're listening to this because you're a bit intrigued as to whether it's actually different from a theatrical release, which I think everyone could agree was a big waste of time. Like yeah. it is and. Yeah, I need to start off by saying I've been very critical of Zack Snyder on this podcast. Mm. I argued that he should quit a while ago. And he now did. I'm thinking he shouldn't quit. He should actually just be allowed to do whatever he wants. Really? And maybe studios have been holding him back because he said he did reshoots that he was told he wasn't allowed to do. Yeah. But I think he... I don't think anyone can argue that he didn't knock this out of the park. Yeah, it did. It is very, it's very, very, it's a lot better. It's a lot better than the theatrical cut. It is they give us a lot more, but I think it's definitely a cheat code for a movie to be, yeah, because in this one, there's a lot of improvements like Cyborg and Flash. They're a character, a lot more fleshed out. Um, the plot makes a lot more sense. You can actually follow the plot a bit better, but it's just, it's just it's a cheat code for a movie to be four hours long. Really, it's like I yeah, you go. I was thinking that beforehand. Like a lot of people have made that argument. We're like, oh, we had mm. four hours to work with. But I was like, well, we're getting the director's cut of this movie. Like a lot of movies have four-hour director cuts. Yeah, and and they're not better like a key example is if you ever watch the lord of the rings extended director's mm. endless cut yeah like it's actually just got more walking in it <laughs> I, I, I disagree with that i i like I, I didn't really like lord of the rings that much until i watched you like watching people walk i did like in a way they they flesh out a lot more of the world it but it's not like this film actually a lot of this stuff they which extended doesn't really do that much for the plot, but it does add. Like by the way, Lord of the Rings beats the shit out of Snyder Cut in any in any day of the week. But oh, I, don't, I don't agree. But I just don't like Lord of the yeah. Rings. Um, but yeah, this, this what they do. They, they add a lot of stuff to the world extended version. But like this, I just alluded to a lot of the stuff. Like it is four hours long, and it doesn't. I actually went by quicker than I thought. I watched it in two sittings. I watched it on Friday and Saturday. And, um, and I, I remember watch, uh, coming to the end of like my two hours, uh, my first stopping and be like, oh, I kind of want to watch the rest. Like I'm, I'm actually excited to watch the rest of that film. Um, but a lot of stuff is there just because it can be. Like there is a lot of, it doesn't really add that much to the plot. Like, for instance, the bank um, robbing scene where, where they've got like terrorists where Wonder Woman stops them. That scene is like 10 minutes long oh, and it doesn't that, really... I think I don't know. I think that's that's a big scene. Oh, did you, did you guys hear me breathe heavily? That's how much I disagreed with him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that adds a lot for Wonder Woman because we're getting an R-rated Wonder Woman. Like, Wonder Woman, obviously, the original... Justice League was PG-13. The Wonder Woman yeah. movies are PG-13. Also, especially after Wonder Woman 1984, like, 
even though this happens before, no it can't happen before because of how time works no. never mind yeah. okay. um, like every after coming off of that one where she saves the world by giving a really cheesy speech it's cool to see mm. her kill some dudes like and kill yeah. them she she killed them guys she, 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 she mortal combat the last people. guy where like <laughs> she does the 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 bracelet slap and it just oh breaks the fucking God. wall behind him. It's like that guy is obliterated. That it's guy a, is fucking mush. If there was, if superheroes weren't largely like f- for kind of kids and teenagers in terms of what their audience is in the movies, I would yeah. be like every superhero movie should be R-rated. Because when you watch like Deadpool and then this and like uh, and, if it, and was Venom R-rated? But you watch those and you're like, why can we not see people just get fucking obliterated? <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It is quite cool. And yeah, I do. It's, it's a very good scene, but it doesn't really add much to the plot. And to me, it was, there's a lot of examples that there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. There is a lot of stuff happens. that you would, that if this got a theatrical release, it would probably be. Yeah, because three it hours. Make... I think you would cut an hour probably. Yeah, because yeah. like the princess that the bank robbed in the beginning. The only real purpose in the in the film is to tell people, oh, a Wonder Woman's doing superhero stuff like on the sly. She's like doing some. She's being a superhero still, but and then it, and it's like a big ten minute fight fight scene, which is entertaining. It's cool to watch. Like I really liked one thing that actually I do remember that changed from the actual cut. There's a scene where she blocks like a bunch of bullets. In Snyder Cup, because it's fucking four hours long and they can do whatever they want, they're, she actually does it uh, slow. She does it very slowly, in like slow mo. You're sort of seeing her perspective. And then you see her do it do it in like real time and it's like super fast. That, that was like a really cool shot, very good stuff. But yeah, the, 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 the film is so extravagant with its time because it just feels like loads of stuff is just added because it can be. Because like, they're not going to edit really anything out. Um, but uh, is that is that some? Sometimes I liked it. Sometimes I didn't. Yeah, I think I, I I do think that scene was cool, and it did a lot mm. for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is probably the character out of the Justice League that gains the least from this new cut. Yeah, and I think largely that might be because Snyder gave backstory to the characters that we haven't seen yet. True. Whereas when it came to like Wonder Woman. She's had two movies, and she was in Batman v Superman for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. And so we've kind of seen a lot of her. But when it came to like Superman and Wonder Woman, like we'd kind of seen them do their yeah. thing. You know, um, and everyone knows what Batman's doing. Yeah. yeah, and everyone knows who Batman is. And the one thing with with Batman with, with Batfleck, like he kind of changed his motivation in this movie. Yeah, like a little bit. Like he's much more like. I am going to be the symbol of good this yeah, time. Yeah. Then he is like a dark, brooding mm, fucking creep that he is in the other ones, which makes you go, oh, Zack Snyder's Batman isn't just a mopey prick. <laughs> like, yeah. So where, makes... where in the timeline of the original cut did, who decided that he needed to just be this fucking emo child? <laughs> like, yeah. If it wasn't Zack Snyder. Yeah, I guess he's, yeah, it makes sense because the end of Batman vs Superman. Oh, tell you one thing I could do about the movie starts with Superman dying, 
the scream around the world is so fucking cheesable. I was like, this is, and it, and it, and it goes on for like four minutes. <laughs> it's like, ah, when he's dying, and then like everybody hears it. You see him go, it goes to like Russia, Scandinavia. You like, you see like every country like being affected by a scream. It's like, okay, this is. You see see everyone checking Twitter, hashtag Superman's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone suddenly like giving their hot takes. Yeah, trending Superman screen. Crashes to Fox News, you say, maybe the world's better off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, so his Batman's motivation has changed, obviously, because in a Batman version, he he died and he was like, oh, Superman was this sort of symbol of hope, the symbol of justice. Maybe I can embody that a little bit, which does make sense to me. But honestly, Batman is so boring to me in this film. Like, is it, no, like he's Batman and Aquaman man, are just, to me, in this film, so deadpan, so just like, uh, they're here. You know, something even like I love Batman. He, I, I thought he was interesting. Batman versus Superman. There's some good, there's some great like fight scenes. There's some good stuff with Batman in Batman versus Superman. Bad film overall, but there's some good stuff. And, it, and this is just like okay, you're just a dude. Like I don't really, in a way, he never really feels like Batman to me. I think yeah, I think sometimes with Batman when you put him in these larger than life stories. Yeah, I just think he gets a little bit lost, and I don't think that's exclusive to this movie. I think when you mm. take Batman and you put him in things that Batman clearly couldn't deal with, yeah, yeah. like it's hard for him. It's hard for me to really buy into Batman. Like I sure. can't remember which animated movie it was. It might have been a Doomsday one, and Batman's like in the animated movie. He's then in this big metal bat suit on this alien planet, like yeah. running at an alien army. Sure. And I think it was a Doomsday one as well. And at that point, it's just like you check out because you're like, well, Batman can't deal with this. This isn't Batman. He's meant to be <laughs> this, like, he's meant to be a ninja. He's meant yeah, to yeah. use, like, theatrics and stuff to quote mm. Liam Neeson in Batman Begins. But, like, I do think with a character like that, he does get a little bit lost in, in things that he just clearly couldn't deal with. They're beyond him. Yeah. Because he's, he, sure, yeah. he's, got, he's got nothing but gadgets. And, like, yeah, it's just. Which is a lot harsh. Yeah, yeah he's, it, just, he's just a real buff guy with some cool gadgets. But like, yeah, yeah he is a little, he doesn't necessarily benefit as much as Cyborg and the Flash do from yeah, yeah. this. I want to move on that stuff. That was probably my favorite thing about what it added. Like, it added some really good stuff with the Flash, who was probably the weakest in the original theatrical cut was the weakest character. Now he's got like, he's several more of it. He's got, a lot of scenes are extended to when he's got several more little lines. His his humor works. I like where he's coming from in this. Like you, you see, well, one specifically scene is when you see him uh, at that pet store when he saves Iris. And I really like that scene for the most part because it starts off with him talking to the pet store owner and he's, he's trying to get a job and he's like doing like some banterous humor which actually works. And then he sees uh, Iris. He just makes eye contact with her once. And then she gets in like a car crash. And when he, he, he starts going into the speed force, right? I, I love the, I thought it was so cool how his, his shoes like evaporated. Him going yeah. through the window is very cool. But then, great stuff. Then it starts with like the worst music choice I've ever heard in my life. Like what the fuck was that song? And then he goes up. 
and he just starts like touching her face like a fucking creep. Like it was, it was so creepy. I literally, yeah. I'm like, what is this he doing? He's like stroking her hair. I'm like, Jesus Christ, where is his other hand? Is it down his pants? Because he was just, it was so, it was so like fetishy. And I was like, you're meant to be saving this woman, not just stroking her. And like, like just save her quickly. Go and talk to her after. It's great. It's fine. Also, yeah. maybe save the other dude that was in the, you know, save, see how the other guy's going in, in, in the truck. You know, see how he's doing. You know, don't, don't just stop for a minute to just like get your rocks on. You know, just go and don't, don't put it down. <laughs> but it was creepy as fuck, but overall, I like that scene. Yeah, Zack Snyder's choice of music is, is a weak point as a director. He always just chooses yeah. like, it's always just songs that he likes. Why does not have it Oh, I bet that was in there somewhere. Yeah. It's it's in every movie somewhere. You can find it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, should we should we get into the finale? Because the Flash is such like we'll get into Cyborg in a minute, who I think mm. benefits the most from this. But we talk about the Flash. The Flash was very much like it's basically just Spider Man from Civil War in the original Justice yeah. League. He he was Not this novice enough. superhero that the main tech billionaire found and was yeah. like i need you and then, yeah pretty much but in this one he's he's more he's further along in his superhero line and that was for a reason because mm. when we get to the ending my goodness because steppenwolf is way better as well we oh yeah like he's got you actually understand his motivation but like, it's just it's just a plot from the first guardians like People were kind of been praising yeah. it. They're like, "Oh, oh yeah. Steppenwolf, he's so much better. He's a great guy." And you're like, "No, he's just um, he's he's a big guy with a hammer trying to impress a warlord. Like, it's it's just Guardians." Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never made that connection before, but absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just um, oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. Thingy the Accuser. Oh, Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Lee Pace. Yeah, he's just Lee Pace. Yeah, <laughs> but. Time travel, speed force. Mm. What the hell, Ben? He, he, of... he turned back time. He did. He ran. He broke his one rule, which, yeah, it's very cool because they actually do sell it up quite well. Because in the they do it a little bit earlier when he's they're trying to uh, resurrect Superman when he's uh, he misses he initially misses the the box guns water and as he runs really fast it reverts back a little bit, right? And that was cool because I was like, oh, that's strange. And then it comes back in the end where basically uh, Steppenwolf has won. He's connected all the, the boxes into unity and he's like terraforming the planet. And then, and then and Flash is like, sees this wave of destruction, does a little vibration thing to like pass through it, which I thought was quite cool because that is definitely something that Flash does. And then he's like, I'm going to break my one more. I'm going to break my one more, which is weird. Because it's a weird is, rule to have. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's, useful. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird rule because it's like, why is that your? Why? Why do you do that? And I never really explain it further than, oh, it's one rule. Like I won't go faster than the speed of light. I never really explain why, but okay, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah why won't you do that? If, if, if I had the power of the flash, I would exclusively run faster than light, <laughs> just because I could. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, but yeah, he runs really fast. He runs faster than the speed of light to just basically reverse time until he can catch up the cyborg and touch his head. <laughs> so we can plug <laughs> cyborg in. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 
The only way that would have been better if he tried it the first time and it was like a USB, but he tried to put the <laughs> USB in the wrong way around uh, and then he had to reverse time it again. <laughs> and then he does it the right way around, but he still can't get it in. So then he reverses again. Then he tries it, but it's now the wrong way around again. Just like everyone trying to use a USB. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finally gets it right on the fourth try. Um, yeah, yeah, I think with with Dark Side and that, it was kind of we got tricked a little bit that he was going to be a way bigger part of this movie. Oh, I didn't. I, I felt I, he's actually in it more than I thought he would was. Did oh, I know? I thought he was going to be like in it the entire time because I no. I under I didn't give Zack Snyder enough credit because when I watched it, I was like, "Fuck, this is just going to be everything on screen for four hours." Yeah, but it kind of at the end of the movie after that happened, which was it was awesome. It's great. It kind of makes me excited to see the Flash movie when it yeah. comes in like twenty thirty three, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but it also then I was like, ah, oh, we're never gonna get the sequel. It would. No, it literally is like if the MCU ended after Guardians, <laughs> like, yeah, or not yeah. after Age of Ultron when Thanos is like. I'll do it myself. It would yeah, be like if they were like, yeah, we're done making movies now. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's definitely a bit bittersweet, which is if we can move on to other, that, that is why I think Snyder put, that's why we get in this because like a little treat to fans, I guess. And that is why Snyder put just like so much in it because there is a ton of just Easter eggs, extra stuff. There's like Martian Manhunter being in the film yeah. uh, and the nightmare scene. Like it's basically, a dead, uh, like, dead Green Lantern at one point, or a Dead Lantern guy. Yeah, yeah. It when it was the one that looks like a dog. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember his name either. But yeah, they were a Green Lantern. Uh, but yeah, if we go on that that stuff, I I didn't love it. Like I I, I like Martian Manhunter is in it. But he doesn't really do anything in the film. He, he talks to Lois for a minute, and he literally just says hi to, to Batman. He goes in, he's like, I'm about, and Batman's like, cool, man. And he flies away, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, turns up and he's like, hey, I heard you need help. And he went, nah, we're good. <laughs> nah, we're done, man. Yeah, I don't like green people. <laughs> yeah, that's really true what happened. But the, so it's fine, he was in there. It just feels like a, a post-credit scene that was in the main film. Also, on post-credit scenes in the main film that are extremely long. The nightmare scene, which is like 10 minutes. Is absolutely obviously just feels like a, pro, a post-credit scene, a really fucking oh, cool one. God, yeah, it was just like jammed in there, yeah, like just fisted into the movie because it was like, oh, we want to have the Joker. Mm, pretty much, <laughs> and I, I really liked the actual conversation between Batman and Joker. That was that was probably my favorite part of the movie, the conversation between the two of them, because it does. It's I mean, it's quite good writing. It's good, um, decent stuff, but it. <laughs> It's, it's just because... It didn't not... need to be there. No, it didn't need to be there at all. Um, but it's just because this is Zack Snyder's like, goodbyes to the, the DC Universe. That he's, this was like his third film. Yeah, his third film. In, in. Um, and he was like, showing, oh, this is where I would eventually go. This would have been Justice League 3 or something. Or, or 2, maybe. But Justice um, League 2 was apparently going to take place on Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. He said in an interview that it was going to take place on Apocalypse and the Justice League were going to be going after Darkseid, taking a fight to him. Okay. But they would, like, fail, and then Justice yeah. League 3 would be the big war. Sure. And you're like, yeah. okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, well, did, the night message, it just felt like giving Jared Leto a chance yeah. to show that he could play Joker because this Joker is way more, I don't know if subtle's the right word. He's less chaos. He's less, he, he, I don't think he'd had any meth that day. True. Like, he didn't Except... look like an STI as a human. Well, kind of. <laughs> or he looked Except less like an STI. Yeah. <laughs> Except the line where he's like, I'll give you, who's going to give you a reach around? And it's like, what the fuck? What, what is up with that line? And even, they, 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 what I don't like about it, they even wait for Batman's reaction. They don't like to, yeah. just keep going. He's just like, he also, he sort of has the same reaction that your audience has. Be like, why the fuck are you saying that to me? We're talking about my dead foster son you know and you're just talking about fucking reach around now okay joker i mean that's but a very joker thing to do it is in a way but i've never is jared like it joker was like the only joker that ever really went sexual with it in a way like with, with batman yeah yeah because it's kind of weird because you think of the joker and you do think of the pure insanity but outside of like the comics and a few and a few I don't even know if any of the animated movies are R-rated, but we don't really get an R-rated Joker like that yeah. often. Like, what do you think about like, Heath Ledger's Joker was nowhere near it, like in terms of R-rated. The Arkham Joker, like from the video games? Yeah. Maybe? Sure. Like, he Maybe, gets kind of close sometimes. Mm. Yeah, it's not, it's not like R-rated stuff, but yeah, he does some stuff, like he... You see him kill some people and whatnot. He's yeah. more, much more sadistic, I want to say, in the comics for the most part. Like, do like Dark Knight did it, did it great with the Joker, and there's a bunch of other stuff which was very good. Like, I'm, I, I hear the, the Joker in Gotham is apparently very good. Um, I've never seen it, but like, there, yeah, yeah the Joker in comics is definitely. Oh, he's, like, he's, he's, he's insane, but yeah, I do think it's quite interesting because this was. This was what Ben Affleck's joke, uh, Batman is, which is like, he's very stern. He mm. knows what he wants to do. He's very focused. And then you've got the Joker, who is what he's supposed to be, which is chaos. Yeah. So he's the exact opposite of Ben Affleck's Batman, which is what the, the Joker is meant to be, two sides yep. of the same coin. That's the entire point of them. So I do yeah. like it. I like the dynamic. I would have liked to have seen more. I think we will get more Zack Snyder DCU, I think there's too much money maybe. on the table for Warner Brothers at this point. Yeah, maybe. Because like apparently, a... it's made a shit ton of money. Is it? That's good. Oh, yeah. The, the original Justice ton. League lost, lost like $100 million for Warner Brothers. I can't remember what it was. I saw it somewhere that, that it, it, was, it was making money and it's going to make a profit. So yeah. if you do, if that happens in, in Hollywood, like he's going to get asked to make more, which means he'll yeah. demand a big budget, he'll demand control. Sure. And then he'll 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 put wrong everything he's done right here. Cause it's Maybe. Sucks. I still don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, this movie's a red herring for me. I don't trust him. <laughs> I, I, I'd be up for it. Like, I, honestly, I would be... I'd watch Justice League 2. I wouldn't be so hyped with it. I'd be more curious in anything... Make it three hours instead of four th- might be an, an idea. You know? I reckon they'll give him one. If they do get him to do a Justice League 2, I think they'll give him a movie in the middle just to make sure. And I think they'll probably give him, like, Affleck's Batman. Yeah, maybe. But I don't... 
they were already getting a new Batman film by Robert Pattinson. I'm not going to lie. That movie looks way better than whatever Zack Snyder could, could make. No, I know. No, that's just, it's just a good trailer. It's hard to judge. Yeah. It. it might end up it being... Because Robert Pattinson... Also, you know what I watched? This is a completely aside. Yeah. Have you watched The Devil all the time? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Tom Holland. Robert Pattinson in that movie. <laughs> Who weird, okayed right? that accent? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a choice for sure. It's... It is a choice that the director was not brave enough to point out. Because, guys, the devil all the time, it's, it's very Southern American. Yeah, like, yeah. it's deep South. Mm. And Robert Pattinson is here, like, rocking up, doing somewhere between a kid on helium and just like, I don't know, someone that's underwater. It's like his yeah. ass the entire <laughs> Probably time. Probably a good way to describe it. Like, it's super weird because they give him some, like, Robert Pattinson's obviously a good actor, so they give him loads of scenes where he's doing, like, monologues. Mm. But it's, you're there the entire time, like, is this guy okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was such yeah. a weird choice, and it really took me out of the moments in the movie. Yeah, but it's something. I think he's, Robert Pattinson's quite good in a lot of stuff. It, Twilight throw it off the records because of course if you're a successful actor or if you're an actor who wasn't he wasn't Robert Patterson at this time when he first started making Twilight of course you're going to be like oh yeah I'm going to go if this fucking franchise is going to make me loads of money of course you are yeah. Every, 98% of the people in the world are going to do that but oh, so many as, so many actors have those roles though where because yeah. people do get typecast and we're all guilty of also just pointing out mm. A little bit and just being like, but yeah, they were all super young in that movie and they got millions of dollars thrown at them. Yeah. And some of them haven't, their careers haven't survived, like Taylor Lautner. Well, yeah, yeah, it turned but... out that, hey, the guy that was really bad in this movie is a bad actor. <laughs> but Christian Stewart and Robert Pattinson, obviously. They're doing great. And they're both good actors. Like, do I say actor and actress or actors? Because is, isn't it more, isn't it better to just both call them actors? Wasn't there a thing that a while ago that they, oh, but like just saying actors is fine. I can't remember what it yeah. was a while ago, but like they wanted to get rid of the word actress for a while. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, what, they're both um, really what good at I... pretending to be people. They are. What I would get rid of in Zack Snyder's Justice League is a shit ton of the plot holes because there's a lot of plot holes that oh, I notice. There I'm is not, a lot. I'm not um, the most per- the person that's going to notice like a shit ton of plot holes, but I've noticed quite a few. Random, uh, random thing. Why the fuck would Darkseid and Steppenwolf care about Kryptonians? Because if you look at it, on Krypton, they don't have superpowers, so they're not like Superman. Superman's the, really the only Kryptonian with, like, amazing power. He's, uh, he was only around for, like, six months when he died. He was only Superman for, like, six months, maybe. Maybe a year, at most, when he died. And also, they never saw him in that year. Like, they, never, they, were, they were in Earth. They, were, they invaded Earth, like, what, 5,000 years ago? Why would they give a shit when Superman was, was long from being born? And they never witnessed him being Superman at all. So it's like, why would you give a shit about Kryptonians? There's a line where it's like, oh, no Guardians, no, sorry, no Lanterns, no Kryptonians. Like, Kryptonians are basically just people if the, if the sun isn't around. So why the fuck do you care about Kryptonians? I've always thought that, and 
this gets into Man of Steel things where it's like, oh, General Zod's plan. I'm going to terraform Earth so that it's, it's Krypton. And you're like, so you're going to lose all your cool shit? <laughs> like, you don't have powers on Krypton. Like, you're, you're a god here. You could come here be a cool guy. You don't have to be yeah. cool, like, behind the scenes. You could be like, uh, oh, what's his face from The Boys? Homelander from The Boys, where yeah, he's yeah. a really cool guy in front of the camera. And yeah. then behind it, you could just be a, a, an asshole. Like you could, you could, but instead you're fixated on this, this, this guy, and you yeah. just want to like turn the planet so that you're shit. And uh, yeah, I don't know why Dark Side. I don't really get why Dark Side. It felt like Dark Side made a bet with Steppenwolf. It was like Steppenwolf. <laughs> he he was, Steppenwolf like failed a few times, and then yeah, yeah. he was like a dude that sits there. Uh, he's like me whenever we go out drinking. I'm like, oh, I bet you can't down this drink. <laughs> and then you fail to down a drink and then like five minutes later you've got a new drink I'm like bet you can't down this one <laughs> that's kind of what five. it feels like yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much he <laughs> just makes bets all the time he's also just seems like Dark Side is just super lazy because it's kind of the yeah. same with, with Thanos and I know like what I'm doing here is breaking storytelling because it just takes away everything if I'm like well why didn't he just do it himself if he's yeah. so powerful and that's the main to be the point of their characters that they're lord over people, so they get people to do shit for them. Yeah. No, they're like, just dark side, just go do it yourself, man. Yeah, you're more powerful than Stephen Wolf, right? Just go, it'll be fucking easy if you do it. But one thing that really gets to me the biggest plot, one of there's actually two really big, big ones, but why don't they know? Why don't Dark Side's crew know where Earth is? Because they weren't there before. <laughs> And like they literally never negated to the navigate to Earth before. Yeah, they got beaten. Oh, space like, is huge. Yeah, yeah. but they, they they've already made that trip before. Yeah, no, it's saving their it's saving their Google Maps. Yeah, they just tap on. They can. They've done it before. They know they knew the Antilife equation was on Earth, right? They got defeated. They went back. They went back to Apocalypse on their ships. Why can't they just be like? Oh, I'm gonna restock my army. Gonna and like train a little bit more, get some new weapons or some shit, and go back. Get, get like, in their ships, turn their top yeah. on previous Why'd journeys. They, <laughs> <laughs> Why do they just forget where Earth is? Like, Dark Souls' whole point is to get the Antilove equation. They know where it is. It's, it's like me being like, "Oh, I forgot where. I forgot how to get to London." I go back. I'm like, "How the fuck? Where the fuck is London?" To be like, "No, I've been there before. I've been there." Really. Like me. Absolutely, like it doesn't make any sense to me at all because it's like a is that uh, Stephen Wolf is oh I found where it was. It's like when did anybody want to forget? Why did people forget? Darkseid's whole thing is to get that the anti life equation. Why did you get to forget where it is? <laughs> it's very funny. I, I I don't know, man. I think they just had to give a reason why because it's quite hard because they introduced this stupid thing of like oh they've tried before. Which yeah. instantly means you then have to explain it, which then instantly oh, yeah, means sure. you have to explain why they haven't, why they haven't tried again uh, now, yeah. why they aren't there right now, because they're so yeah. much more powerful than you think Earth has, mm. given that Earth's like biggest weapon is dead. Yeah, and, and uh, see, yeah, that is a that is a bit of a plot hole. Where it's like that was just unnecessarily written into the show to the film. Like, yeah, just don't just but, just don't say they've ever done it before. Yeah, uh, I know <laughs> it's like building some building is is like great. Um, I, I, 
uh, Invader. And it gives more the fact that they were unified, like the Atlanteans, the humans, the Amazonians, they're unified. It's like, oh, we can unify people again. I guess that gives like some reason for Batman to unify people, but also maybe just explain it better. Like do yeah. do something where I don't know, maybe literally what I could do is like someone does like a magic spell on him as he's like defeated in that first battle. I know some an old Shazam person could just be like do say some words and be like, oh his memories eradicated or something. They could really easily write it out of the script or something. Yeah, it's done. But yeah, that the biggest plot hole though, it, it, that is a big one. That is kind of ridiculous. Biggest plot hole I thought was fucking hilarious. In Aquaman, uh, Miria's father is like a big character in the film. Aquaman takes place about six, I want to say about six months after Justice League, right? In this movie, Mira talks about her dad being dead, like a bunch, and it's like, um, not really, mate. He's, he's, see, you see him soon. Like, he just forgot that he was a character. In that God, I didn't even, didn't even clock that. <laughs> oh, my God. Did, did that really happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh God, he, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so Mira, much. Mira's like, oh, well, when my dad died, she raised me as one of her, her own or something. And it's like, no, he, your dad is a pretty big part of the Aquaman film. He's like the fifth most used character in the entire film. <laughs> well, before we ride off into the podcasting sunset, let's talk about, I think, the best bit of the movie in terms of character development, which is definitely Cyborg. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cyborg in the original Justice League, the theatrical release, is as much a robot personality as he is a robot literally sure whereas in in this one he, boy's got backstory boy's got a shit ton of backstory it's he's ba- cool the film is almost like a cyborg origin film <laughs> yeah it's for like 45 minutes oh. before they move on to that other dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, with but... cyborg he's he's obviously he's the key to them solving this entire thing but they just didn't give him any backstory in the previous movie. Like Joss Whedon just decided, well, he's a robot. Let's just make him a robot. Um, yeah, but the way that he kind of like struggles to accept like what's happened to him. Yeah. And to kind of accept like what he's now become and what he now can do is like, uh, it's pretty great to be fair. Like if it was it a cyborg okay. movie that they were just making, they would have given the guy a genuinely heartwarming story. Yeah. They do, uh, do, I think they do a very good job. The guy, Ray Fisher, he, he, I think he was the most vocal in wanting, the guy that plays Cyborg is called Ray Fisher. He was definitely the most vocal in wanting a Snyder cut. Now watching it, I understand that it's absolutely why, because he's got so much more to do in the, the Snyder cut. He actually smiles like once or twice in this film, which is nice when he's what? flying. And it's like in in the in the Whedon cut, he's so like deadpan. He's so just like oh depression. Talk about emo kids. He was the mo- he was the biggest emo in the world. Oh, they all were. It was awful. Like Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman were like the only, and I guess the Flash a bit were like the only people that weren't horribly depressed in the original movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching Train Spotting if everyone had powers. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But like, then I like the the bits I like about Cyborg. I liked when he was talking about. There's a couple of times where you sort of go into his mind, his visions, where he 
talks to say like Batman and Wonder Woman as he's like explaining something. He's explaining where the like, mother boxes are and stuff like that. And they go into like visions where he is like going through sort of like a, a cutscene or 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 level in the video game where, where he's in it and he's just walking around while explaining like basically exposition in a nice in a <laughs> pretty <way>. much <laughs> he's basically like for as good a character as he is he's also just like he he just like pops up in the and it's just like well this is why this is happening yeah he's yeah, like, explicit, like, like thematically explaining the plot to the viewer <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah he, he's, it's better when than he does it when gal dot does it there's a couple of times where Gal Dot does like a voiceover, and for some reason it just it seems like it's like shittiest voiceover ever. It's it's very it feels like she isn't really trying at all. It's like, it's her like voice did, is so you scared. think she just got a WhatsApp from Zach Probably, yeah. at like 10 p.m. and was like, hey, yeah. could you just say this into a microphone and then email me the file? Basically, <laughs> yeah, it probably is because of like COVID. It's like, oh, just. Just record this on Skype and just send me the file. You're just fine. on your Sony Ericsson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he is the best part of the movie, I mm. think, Cyborg. And I think he's the biggest winner sure. from, from this Snyder Cut. And I think, really, as we begin to wind down a little bit, because we're, we're running out of time slightly, but, like, do you think this movie was, A, necessary? And... B, do you think Zack Snyder should be given the DCU back? Uh, it wasn't... But it was necessary in a way for me to give a shit about more Justice League. With the, this Justice League, this storyline, I now care about it much more than I did before. Because not going to lie, I like Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman and Justice League, to me, were just very, like... Meh, five out of ten films. This to me has a shit ton of problems, but it's actually good. Like it generally, I enjoyed my time watching it. Gives gives me there's life. There's there's some like passion behind the characters. There's there's something to latch onto, like thematically wise. Um, so like I do. Yes, it was necessary for D for this version of the Justice League to go forward, and I would watch. I would watch more. Just I wouldn't watch Just League Two or whatever, whatever he does, if he does a cyborg movie or if he does something. Oh, I'd, I'd I'd watch more, but I'm not like oh I need it. I'm like I'm way 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 more interested in something like the Suicide Squad. That's just much more. I much prefer James Gunn to a director than Zack Snyder. Yeah, I think James Gunn, as a director, he's way more colourful. Yeah, in a way that Zack Snyder, like Zack Snyder, in terms of colour is massively weak as a director. Yeah, and he's also quite weak in writing character. There is, there's some good moments for character in this film. I just don't think he's very good. He's a great action director, but he's just not that great with character development a lot of times. He does, he needs his, if he's going to do character development, he always needs his movies to be just endlessly long. Like, yeah. For whatever reason, he just he's just not satisfied. Like, the bit where you were like adding that, Dark side had tried to take Earth before and stuff like that. Like that's things that you didn't need to add, but it's oh, very yeah. typical of Zack Snyder to like just keep adding layers to people because <laughs> the more he he seems to think like the more layers you give someone, the more interesting they become. It's like no, just just one interesting story, Zack. Yeah, like, 
just one at a time, dude. But then this was this was the everything sandwich for Zack Snyder because this was like was. I don't know if last foray into DC is the right because I almost feel like it's also a little bit of like, hey, look what I could do if you gave me money. Yeah, yeah, like, pretty much. I think it's definitely like testing the waters a little bit. I'd be like, well, how are people still into this? Do they, do they still want it? Could we know, go for it? Warner Brothers and DC, whoever's in charge of this entire thing, they must be happy with the fact that the DC movies do make money. Like, yeah. For the most yeah. part. Like Wonder Woman 1984, by all accounts, made them some money. And like the other ones have done well. But the quality is probably what they're disappointed by. And maybe seeing like all the love yeah. and admiration for this might make them go, well, we need to go in a slightly different direction. Because mm. you, you could easily just be like, this is canon. Yeah, like There's the other Justice not. League, that was silly. <laughs> this one's canon, sure. So There's nothing, yeah, nothing in the films that come out after it that has been that have like diverse so much. To it. It, would, it, would, it would still makes sense that it was being canon. I honestly, but I just don't think people. They still like DC characters. Like the Joker was a great film, but I think the I think. DC to me is more interesting if they just right now if they just focus on individual characters like individual stories rather than a big event team up like which is basically almost yeah, copying Marvel because we don't even know like I don't think the other thing it's so muddied because we don't even know what is DCU and what isn't yeah yeah for sure like you got Joker That's like I presume Shazam is I presume Black Adam is yeah. you think but it wouldn't surprise you if they were like no these are just on their own like then you're like yeah. okay <laughs> like what is is the robert pattinson movie DC? yeah is that is that many of the younger what? ben affleck or what yeah what, what's going on here who who's where because it's so <laughs> it's become such a mess but yeah i don't know maybe they don't want to refine it i mean i don't i i'm i don't really care too much if i do or not because to me it's like okay we can just even if there's two batman films out, out within like a year each other with say Ben Affleck one and Robert Pattinson the other I could just be like separating in my mind and be like okay they're just two different versions of Batman they're just two different the comics does that all the time that there's there's like uh detective tales and there's Batman Incorporated there's Batman and Robin and there's like the the Dark Knight comic book there's like there's always like three or four different Batman titles so why not do a couple of different Batman uh, movies. My point is, like, I'm. I won't really care too much if they do decide to uh, clear it up or not, because they can just do what they want. Yeah, and we can just do what we want, guys. As we mm. as we wind down a little. Uh, should should we give here? our final little uh, just thoughts overall on the Snyder Cut? Yeah, sure. I think uh, it was necessary for Zack Snyder. I think it vindicated a lot of what's been said over the last three, four years about Justice League. It vindicated his ability as a storyteller mm. a bit, which has been heavily criticised for a while now. Um, yeah. It added a lot to to the characters, and it's genuinely got some fans back on board for DC. Uh, yeah. Which they've been massively lacking. Like, Wonder Woman, for the most part, was kind of, and Shazam were kind of the only shining lights for this universe. I'm just saying that I'm not including Joker in that just because I don't think that Joker movie was mm. part of this, really. You ever watched <laughs> Birds of Prey, by the way? I know it's 
No. Birds, I, Birds I never bothered. <laughs> Birds of Prey is very, very good. Birds of Prey might actually be my favourite DC movie. Other than Joker. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But yeah. so I think in that terms it was necessary and uh I don't know. I don't know what actually it depends what happens going forward really in terms of the universe. But I liked the movie. I thought it was good. I don't think it felt its length, which I was a bit worried about. Mm. Uh which is a good which is obviously a good thing. And uh I think I kinda would want to see Zack Snyder do some more of his own projects. He's clearly a bit better when he's got the reins. And he doesn't have people yeah. kind of chirping in his ear. Obviously, there was real life events that happened around mm. this movie as well, which uh, we don't need to touch on. But there's a lot of reasons why he took a step back. Yeah. But there was obviously clearly a lot of meddling in that yeah, movie, given was. what what got released in cinemas and then what's been released five years later. You kind of mm. or four years later, you kind of look and go, "How did that movie make it to screen when they had a lot of this? Like a lot. Some of it is reshoots, obviously." But they had all these story elements. So yeah. why did it end up the way that it did for Joss Whedon? And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it was good. I would definitely check it out. Like if you, if you've not, I would give it a watch. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, I'm really kind of same same boat. Uh, so I think I, I like it overall. Don't think I'm gonna watch it again, like ever. But m- maybe in two years. If I'm just bored as shit, I might watch it, but that that might be it. I might never watch it again because it's just so long. The movie, the movie is like to me, it's sort of like a a meal. If you if you're making a meal and you put like twenty seven ingredients in it, and you really like if you love like fifteen of them, you know, like you love you put some like German sausage, you put some like chili in there, you put a little bit a bit of garlic, you have a lot of stuff you like in there. Like, out of these ingredients, you like half of them, more than half of them. But there's just so much to it. The meal is, like, hard to eat because they're just, like, it's so big. And there's so many different flavours. Like, you've got some chocolate with some, like, garlic, you know. You've got, like, a load of random shit just shoved in your mouth. You can, you can make, like, a very, very good meal or movie with ten of them. If you just focus on ten ingredients, it would make a much better meal overall. Because... They blend together well. They, you don't, it's not so much going on in your mouth that you, you don't really understand what's going on. But yeah, this movie to me is just got just too many ingredients in it. Too much. Too much stuff. Isn't it? Just take out some of them. Honestly, we didn't need any shit with Ackerman. Ackerman could have just shown up and been like, oh, I'm, I'm going to fight for you. Would have been better for me. Because I, I, all, the, all the Atlantis stuff was boring as shit to me in this movie. There was a lot of that. But uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Let us know your yeah. thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League at Rogue underscore opinion. You can find me at Nathan Greenway. Uh, yeah, go back for the archives. You can find my other podcast, That Ain't Sport, at That Ain't Sport on Twitter or That Ain't Sport, wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes coming April 9th. Uh, got some really cool people uh, involved for that one as well. So go check it out. There's two episodes up already. But Ben, where can people find you? Uh, ben underscore B. Yeah, um, Ben underscore E B E R T. I'm leaving that in. Ben just forgot how to spell his own name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it is two o'clock in the afternoon for you, so you must be struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next time. Bye now. Bye.